Hey Roaches, I'm Todd Tondera, and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week for the show, I take a guest secondhand shopping. After we gather a thrift haul, we record an episode based on our findings. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Secondhand shopping for worm people. I'm your host, Toddy, and I'm back again. I want to give a quick shout out before we start this freaking episode to the Untrained Eye podcast. I had a very nice letter sent to me that motivated me to continue to do what I do and continue to produce this show. So thank you to Beth and DJ and everybody listening. Go listen to the Untrained Eye podcast. Also, thank you to everyone who submitted a haunted house for Build Your Own Haunted House, the thing that we did for Thrifty this Halloween season. So if you submitted a haunted house and you picked what you wanted in it, thank you so much for supporting. And for those fans of haunted houses, sure, it is now November, but I got some news for you. This week is also... A spooky episode so I have one more in the tank so this is gonna be a Halloween hangover episode we have a spooky thrift haul to get through today and also our thrift tale for the second act of the show might be my favorite thrift tale of this thrifty spooky season so we're gonna leave uh, the, the big fat second act um, after commercial break but I'm welcoming back to the show a fan favorite returning. We have the Short King, Prin, back on the show. Prin, how are you doing today? It's Scorpio season, and I am suffering. Suffering in Scorpio season? Suffering. So what about Scorpio season? Do you, uh, what can't you stand about it? Um, tell me. A Scorpio who is thriving in Scorpio season, and we can start talking about good things in Scorpio season. Shane Becker thriving in Scorpio season. He better tell it to my face, because I cannot believe it from here. Look, (laughs) anyone who tells me they're thriving in Scorpio season better come tell it to my face. Well, Capricorn season is just another... We are are two... A little two seasons away from that. Yeah, I guess so. We gotta get through Sagittarius first. That's been my problem my whole life. You know what? <laughs> Your season has been very bad to me. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Honestly, my own season's not very good to me, but I'm... Um, what season do you thrive in, in your opinion? God. In your opinion? Like... By hook or by crook, where are you thriving? What season? Like, generally? Yeah. Um, Leo season does me very, very well, mm-hmm. because it's the reintroduction of fire signs. Sure. Um... 
you know so fire signs anything with a fire sign sagittarius is iffy don't generalize it like that yeah Uh, (laughs) i get i'm i do very well in virgo and libra season Mm -hmm. yeah by default Um, i've accident well not accidentally that's not true because i didn't think about it but i've dated mainly sagittarius's mainly that is mainly a horrible sign for your zodiac to match with yeah, not too good. <laughs> no, it's really... I have actually a few friends who are Sagittarius Capricorn cusps, and they're just like, why am I like this? And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's why. Yeah. Well, you have said that that, that you believe full-heartedly that I'm uh, a, a, an excellent representation of a Capricorn. Yeah. What does that look like to you? Um, you're... Um, well, it's because the masculine and the feminine signs... Mm-hmm. differ very change some attributes um you're a very typical male capricorn son mm. okay yeah okay um i don't like should i expose you like this on sure. your own podcast i've exposed myself worse it's fucking astrology hour who's up yeah <laughs> um, well you also you also do this this is what i do yeah, i wasn't is, gonna plug that but this is what i that's do that's why i'm talking about it oh um, you can plug this brain you're on you're on thrifty podcast. oh i'm on thrifty <laughs> plug cast yeah, yeah um all right well here's my thrifty plug sure you can find me you can Google search print and you'll probably find me, honestly. That's Number creepy, one isn't it? Yeah. Um, you could go to Grown Up Bones Instagram and you can request follow me and then you can message me. And then and you'll say, do a chart. Here is $15. Please read my full chart for me. Expose me. Oh, please. And I'll say my pleasure. There we go. Yeah. And so uh, hit up at Thrifty Podcast because I tag him in a lot of stuff. So for 15 bucks, you could get your whole shit done up. So you've done my shit up professionally. Yeah. So I would love to read your chart again. That would just be a blast for me. I think the second time we ever hung out, you read my chart. Is that correct? I don't you know. You immediately was... were interested. I walked in, yes. said hello to you, and we're at your place of work at Black Cat Market. Yes. We've done live shows. That's where you're from. It's and where, yeah, it's where I was born and originated. <laughs> <laughs> so I walked in, and you and you uh, you immediately was like, "What's your sign? What's your deal?" Well, I all I, in my business. Yeah, all no. in my business. Well, because we, I'll, I'll expose you like this too. Um, you once turned to me and said, "What was your first impression of me when yeah. we met?" And I was like, "I don't think you want to know this." And you were like, "Please Shit. tell me." Yep. Um, and I was like, "I don't know if I have time for this man with a mullet." And you were like, "Oh, that hurts." And I was Ow. like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, the so, T is yeah. you knew your birth time right off the bat, mm-hmm. like very quick. We stand a man who knows the birth time. So then I was like, I will give the mullet a chance for sure. a man who can answer. Has a it worked question. out? Has it worked out for you? Yeah, this friendship's fantastic. I'm I'm very much enjoying myself. So, as a typical Capricorn, if you remember my chart that was red, mm-hmm. give me give me the deets on what you think makes me. A prime Capricorn. A prime Capricorn. <laughs> a prime Capricorn. Um, Is it the fact that I have a podcast? <laughs> I was going to expose you like that, and then you did it yourself. Very you can cool. Ex- you can say um, whatever you want right I was going to say Capricorn men love to hear themselves talk. Okay. Fair. 
I could see that. Which is also why you have a podcast. I've never so thought of it. So you just kind of like cut to the point on that one. You were like, because I have a podcast. Yeah. Like, yeah, you roundabouted it. Sure. Yeah, you had that flip. Mm-hmm. Um, Capricorn men love to plan like they're going to be right on the fucking dot. And then they love to slow everything down 200%. I don't like to slow stuff down. You just, you know, forget seven things. And then we got to Oh, is that what you mean? there. Is that and, what you mean? Uh, I forget everything. You're like, oh my God, we got to leave like 30 minutes early. And then oh, it'll yeah, be yeah, like yeah, 10 yeah, yeah, minutes yeah. till the event. And you'll be like, I think I have my shoes on. Like, yeah, I will. I hurry up to slow down. Yeah. If an if an event says seven PM to ten PM, knock knock, seven o'clock, guess who's at the door? It's Toddy. He's got Mountain Dew and probably a tiny bit of weed. (laughs) 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 Probably like Like, a little bit for me and maybe a pinch off a nug, like (laughs) like not even the full thing. Well, yeah, like remember when you spilled mine and didn't know there was any in the bag? That amount is what I always have. And then I, you spilled uh, it on the couch. And then we, with the shake. And then we, uh, yeah, I combined it together. And you're like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, happens all the time. So you collect Bro. it dust by dust and put it back in the bag. So that w- that's what makes me a Capricorn, I guess. So Particular. But we do have a thrift haul for you today. Um, Everybody just skipped like seven minutes ahead into the podcast. They I, said, fuck the astrology. This is not what I'm here for. The first item for today's thrift haul, and it's actually the second copy of, I was going to say the very same book, but that's untrue. It is the very same book, but it's two different presses, two different artists, and it's the second book of its kind that I have. And the first time I had it on, I really had fun with it. Um, It was uh, an episode I recorded over the summer with DJ Lil, and we were talking about this. But, Prin, we are about to get into some extraterrestrials this evening for our haunted thrift haul. We're looking at Barlow's Guide to Extraterrestrials, Great Aliens from Science Fiction Literature. And this particular version of it has full color identifications. Can I sidebar you before we even open it? Yes. What is your favorite alien myth? My favorite alien myth? Yeah. Like, I'm saying, like, in in the universes of aliens, like, what is your favorite creation that's been made of an alien? Oh, that's interesting. I gotta think... Well, see, this is interesting. This is interesting. I'm going to go... This is my favorite movie ever, I'm about to say. But this is kind of like not canon. Um, there's some folks out there who thinks the the Blair Witch Project was about an alien encounter. And there was some talk of that earlier on. I saw the Blair Witch Project in theaters, and I thought it was real. I was also a child. But I was, I was the only the only time that I realized it was fake is when those three people showed up at the MTV Music Awards. Yeah. So I was like, okay. Oh, they alive. They got me. But um, if we consider the Blair Witch Project that, and we don't as a canon, but we mm-hmm. do mentally, I'd say that. 
I also like the aliens living in the center of the earth type stuff. Okay. Um, aliens did 9-11. Like, all that mm-hmm. kind of good stuff. But um, there was a small theory that and they the new Blair Witch, uh, which came out two, three years ago now, it was there were some alternate dimensions in it where time may or may not have existed. And um, I'm not going to spoil it, even though it's been out there. But the main characters in the new Blair Witch Project come across another crew of people basically doing the same thing they're doing. And they thought that they were in the woods for like 10 minutes. And they've been in the woods for years. I've never seen the second one. um, Maybe that's a movie night. Well, check it out. The new one isn't the second one. There's the Blair Witch Project. There's the Blair Witch Project 2 Book of Shadows. And it's no. and it's not it's not handy cam. It's not like it's it's just a film. It's just a it's just a film and it stinks. <laughs> but I it's have that a fucking book of shadows. It's named like a goddamn Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah, which awful too. No. Um so I got to say if you're talking about aliens from the center of the like you talking kaijus cuz those yes. are my favorite. Yeah, kaijus. Those are my yeah. like alien my mm. Yeah, kaijus. Kaijus. Yeah. Have you ever heard of um, uh, have you? Well, as a wrestling fan, me, and I'm trying to introduce you to wrestling. I thought you were gonna say, as a wrestling fan, you should know, and I'm gonna be well, like, we're not that far yet. There's something. It's not that real. There's yet. something called Kaiju Big Battle. Okay. And it's people dressed up as kaiju wrestling in a ring, and there's cardboard cities in the so ring. So funny how you never introduced me to the cool stuff. First, well, there's Kaiju Big Battle, and it comes to Pittsburgh once a year. Well, you better fucking take me next year, Buckaroonie. I don't go because I think my ex is gonna be there. Well, <laughs> you know what? I know uh, the one we were at in Jersey. They yeah, called we one of the girls the Jersey. human Kaiju, um, and I like I follow her on Instagram now. Very cool. I I stay in a little bit. I think wrestlers would really like you. I think they'd take to you well. Do you think I could date a wrestler? Yes. Do you? Th- yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you think there's like a cute, yeah. like gay lady wrestler that would be into tiny trans man me? Yes. Very cool. Do you think that she could give me piggyback rides? Yes. I think that you should meet her and hook me up because this is now my dream come true. Okay. Well, I'll work on it. Thank you. I'll work on it. And I will put It you- cannot be in Scorpio season. You may not introduce me to this person in Scorpio season, but swear to God- Okay, cool. Hook me up. Well, I will go with your dream before my dream, because that's my dream. But I will put you, you ahead of my own bet. dreams. You know what? We, we've talked about it. Yeah. I'm much less of a commitment for this person. Okay, cool. So <laughs> so let's just let's start small, and we'll okay. work them in. So, you know what? She probably has friends. I hope. That are not queer. Well, then for I'm you. out. I'm out. I'm out then. I'm out. So the first extraterrestrial yeah. we're going to go over. Man's looking like an avocado. And this is called Master. Same. And <laughs> the physical characteristics of the first extraterrestrial we're going to be looking over today. Now, this book is filled with about like a hundred different ones. So there's a picture identification and then a chart on them. So it has their physical characteristics, the habitat, the culture. The skin, like uh, things about the skin for the culture, for the culture, and um, we're canceled. This master has uh, 
thick. It has a thick body, three to four meters in height, tapering from about 1.5 meters to 30 centimeters in circumference. And Prin is showing off his body <laughs> as if saying he is the master. Is this what is this is this how you identify? Um for those of you who are familiar with body dysmorphia, this man looks like a triangle shaped inside of an avocado with tentacles, and yes, that is what my body looks like. I think the master looks like a if a butthole came out and turned green. Kind of looks like like a, the leg of a couch. That's good. Yeah, that's that's interesting as well too. It has like it's got like almost like they rolled up like Jinko jeans on mm-hmm. the bottom, but there's three of them. And an interesting thing about the culture of master, it basically uh, controls things. Well, it's mind controlling. And the masters are a conquering race from a distant star system who have enslaved its inhabitants of the colony worlds with its hypnotic control. So the master race shows up. No. And whips around its little tentacle arms in its butthole body. It's inside of butthole lime green body. And um, it does mind control. And that's how it takes over and conquers planets. Now, um, have you ever or would you ever conquer a planet if you could with mind control? That's how I know if you're a master. I'm a fucking Aries. What do you think? Yeah, I guess you would, right? I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> the thing is that Virgos make friends with me because I stop them from joining cults, but I am the cult that they join. That's true. Welcome. Okay. So uh, that's the master. So we're going to go over a couple of more. This, The next one. If my body is morphia, it tells me I look like every one of these aliens. Okay. Well, the next one. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next one operates in clans. So they operate – so the master mm. – this master extraterrestrial, they control other things, and they're like, give me your planet. And it's like, yes, daddy. This <laughs> one doesn't – they – Daddy on top. Yeah. Master on top. So this one is a more submissive culture. In fact um, – Oh. It's, it's completely nonviolent. Baby on the bottom. It's co- this culture is completely nonviolent, and we're looking at the wriggle. And the wriggle looks like a booger with a Girl Scout sash. God. So my body of dysmorphia is going to be like, you look like this. There's no possible. You have arms. This, the wriggle. Oh, no, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. And so uh, the wriggle looks like a marshmallow half melted with like a Girl Scout sash. It has no neck. Its head is just on a fat boogery. Uh, top of it its hands come right out of its body there's no arms to it and the wriggle uh, which is interesting about that is it's a nonviolent race as I mentioned that before and they operate in groups its nostrils cannot be figured out by humans so even in the most sci-fi worlds we can't figure out its nostrils and how it breathes but as I mentioned, with it being nonviolent, I have something interesting about it. It hates its own kids. It hates like, its own kids. It will fight and sometimes kill its own kids. I don't think you can call that nonviolent. It's, I think that negates the nonviolence. Does it? Yes. So, like, if you're a stranger and you're not in its specific bloodline, yeah. Uh-huh. 
dab ups for days, sharing forties together. But here's the here's operating the tea. clans. But if you're a son or daughter, you're fucked. But if you flip that on a person, yeah, and you're like, yo, like. Like, my uncle goes out in public, and he, you know, daps for days, but then he comes home and beats his children, still an abuser. Sure. So I think that negates sure. the nonviolence of this race. So I think that it fucked itself, but it used abuser logic. So if you're its kid, watch out, because it wants to remain. But all the boys, all the top-end boys. The Riggle's a deadbeat dad. Yeah, basically. That's the that's the T. And the Riggle is uh, they're slow moving. They're slow moving, and um, they could when they uh, their bodies change as they radically grow older. So in their youth, they're erect and reliable, and when they get older, <laughs> that's what it says. They erect. Erect and reliable, uh, and when it grows older, it gets to be like a grayish brown. Yeah, it's it like pebbly skin. That sounds really familiar, but I can't place why. Gray and brown, and rolls around like a booger, like a pebble booger. And that's the wriggle. So the reason why the wriggles are so like, "What up, kids? I'm about to beat you." It's because like you <laughs> look like shit is an adult wriggle. So, like, you have to make sure the younger Riggles don't fuck with you. So, that's the that's the thing with the Riggle. The next one looks like... I have too much to say about that one. <laughs> so, this one is called the Rim with two eyes. Shut the eyes. fuck up. So, the Rim, the reason why I'm talking about the Rim on this episode is because somebody was flick, flipping through this book and says, this is what I think you look like. <laughs> Is what someone had told me. And um, so just to go over the rim, uh, the rim is a, a uh, well, you, you, you could tell the audience about the rim. Read about the rim, Prin. Um. Lot to say. Lot to, lot to think about. The rim, um, it sa- it says here, an erect bipedal bird-like entity. <laughs> yeah. Who fucking loves the bins. Can be found at <laughs> the, the bins Goodwill for outlet. days. <laughs> Looks like The rim chicken. emerge from the bins every time they do bin change. He's only seen to change the bins. And it's this a tall, truly, storky-looking chicken, truly looks like you if we put you in a dress. Yeah, um, it kind of looks like, and I can't remember the name of the character from Monsters, Inc. It looks like the tall character from Monsters, Inc. that always wore a dress and me combined. And um, it kind of has like a chicken head. It's yellow. Its it's whole body is yellow. It has chicken legs. It stands upright. It's like seven foot tall. Oh, no, the the legs, though. He's wearing like knee-high boots with chicken feet. Um, the interesting very good. one of the interesting things about the rim is how they reproduce. It's very crazy that it literally says habitat, the bins, culture thrifting. Wow. Like wow. That's pretty that's pretty crazy. Pretty accurate. This is gonna be like the most explicit episode of Thrifty so far. And mm-hmm. it's just because I don't remember what I'm saying, I swear. And so how the rim reproduces is it doesn't have to have Tell sex. Tell us about your sex life, Toddy. <laughs> it doesn't have to have sex. So that it's you. It doesn't have to have sex. 
and the, it it it's it grows a child on it little by little. So it starts out as a boil, and the boil gets bigger and bigger, and all of a sudden it's like a fetus, and it's attached to its body, and eventually it pops out of there, and you got a little rim running around. So when you worry yourself into a stomach ulcer, we'll just be like, "That's your son." Yes, cool, and, very and very cool. And that's the rim. I love that you're so true to lore. And uh, the rim also has like short stunted wings. And you only get those as an adult. So if you're like a rim and you're rimming about town, you all look the same. But if you have the wings, that's how you know it's an adult rim. Pretty cool, right? Love that for you. So Really love that for you. So the last one, the fourth one that we're going to be looking at today outside of Barlow's Guide to Extraterrestrials. And here's some full color identification on this one, we're looking at a body that extends a two pages long. It's called the Slash. Now, the Slash is basically just a giant purple tube with purple rings around the tube. And so, yes, it's like a spherical tube. And um, during the, the early oh, period... No. During the early period of the intergalactic wars, the Slash built a giant empire and conquered many planets. Uh, and uh, they were uh, like they conquered many slave-holding planets. So they like liberated other extraterrestrials. So the Slash were against the cops. No cops. A cab Slash. And it kind of looks like anal beads. I really was – I didn't know if I was allowed to say that part. Yeah, it does. Do you think? Um, and God, uh, yeah, anal beads said ACAB. So and God bless to that. Yeah. Genuinely, though, like if, if like anal beads float down their little ships and they were like, you got to treat people better. Mm-hmm. And so they would go to planet I'm to planet. listening. And overlord planets, like people are like – for example, you gotta if you if we look back in time and like maybe like uh, we look at the master race that uh, like, I really hate that you keep calling it this. <laughs> and they would the master race would use no. <laughs> mind control over different um, different extraterrestrials, different species. So the slash gets all up in the master. So the slash would be like, look, what you're doing is wrong. Get the mind control going. Get it out of here so they would liberate them. And these little circles on the tubular body of it are like buzz saws. They are sharp as heck. It's anal bead Lincoln. And that's 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 the slash. But the book, again, this is the second type of copy I have. It's one of my favorite things um, <laughs> in the world. Uh, Barlow's Guide to Extraterrestrials. It's by Wayne Douglas Barlow himself. Um, there's even a foreword in this one, but it has colorful illustrations, characteristics and properties of aliens, and different alien races. And all of these alien races are taken from different parts of science fiction. So if you're into science fiction, and uh, it, it in this book, it exists in one big sandbox. So some of your favorite races that you've read about in different uh, – fiction and nonfiction, it's going to pop up in Barlow's Guide, and you're going to know whether they're ACAB or they're bad or they look like anal beads or if they look like Toddy, host of Thrifty. So that was my contribution to today's spooky 
thrift haul in Prin. We went to the bins today. We went binning. We went binning today, and you got yourself a spider puzzle. I did. Tell us a little bit about the spider you know, puzzle. I didn't think that this was going to be like a fun thrift find for the podcast. It is. Um, so I don't <laughs> know <laughs> what you would love for me to vamp on, but I got to say, it's like a little wooden 3D puzzle. Um, it's made, these are usually made out of like a very cheap wood. Sure. Like very thin wood. So what I really like to do is just get like markers, like Sharpies, and then you just hold it on them and then you can color in the Mm. wood. Um, so that's what I was like most hyped about doing was making like basically like a, like a gay looking spider. Sweet. That I can just kind of have chilling in my room as a gay looking spider friend. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And I looked at that particular set and the spider is by far the coolest one in that set. There's like a dog. There's like a giraffe. This spider has like, like spiders don't have like spines nor rib cages but it does look like this spider has a spine slash rib cage which is really cool for me over yeah it's better than other spiders and the thing uh another cool thing that you got was a brand new winter coat by console which is a coal mining industry in pittsburgh and it has a a message on the front of it and that was the reason why that it got the purchase. And what it does, does it say on the front of that It coat? sold me. So if I already did not have a tramp stamp laid out for my back, it would be 60 tons per man day would and, be the new tramp stamp. And as that's is what, it, what says it says on, on the jacket. 60 tons per man day. And that's yours. Yeah. And I paired it with... Living a, a man day. I paired it with a uh, – so that coat is actually from the early 1980s. And an interesting part about that coat, the reason why I was able to date it, because in the Brick Body Kids store at Brick Body Kids on Instagram, we actually have the hat that goes with that coat, which I'm giving to you as a gift for the Doritos – the booze and everything else you've brought over today to the house. So I'm giving you a brick body gift. Very cool. But it, it goes with that and the hat is pretty interesting because it gives us sp- it gives a specific date on the hat. Um it's February nineteen eighty two. One thousand eighteen cars dumped. And that's what I have trouble figuring out what that means. So it has the console logo right on it. Mm-hmm. And then it talks about cars. February 2nd, 1982, Osage number 3, 1018 cars dumped. So I don't know what that would mean. So when you're out but flexing. I'm about to dump some cars, Yeah, <laughs> When you're out flexing in your, um, yeah. in your manpower coat, you have to make up a little story about what that car dumping means. Have you ever seen those cars that drive through the city and they just have like the mountains of crushed cars on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've only seen it twice in my life, and it's truly, like, one of the most incredible things I've ever been a part of, well, just to see all the crumpled cars. There's a lot what of if? different interesting transit issues and also things that we let drive on the road that other states don't, but that hat could be worn by somebody who crushes cars. 
Is that what you were trying to... Like, I'm trying to think that, like, maybe they're the company that, like, drives the fucking... The, the crushy car... Mm-hmm. The, the crushy car conglomerate. And that's how many they... That, that's how many they smashed? Possibly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. I mean, they have a very specific date and a very specific number. Yeah. and, and So, I don't know. And there's a... Actually, locally here in Pittsburgh, where the podcast records from, we, we've had a, a number of weird transit issues... In the past couple of years. Uh, one of them recently was a sinkhole. Open sinkhole bus. <laughs> sinkhole bus. Sinkhole bus. Sinkhole a, sink, bus. a sinkhole opened up literally the center of downtown and ate a bus. <laughs> Tony Hawk pro skater. Sinkhole bus, bitch. And the bus got eaten by the sinkhole. In our <laughs> stupid like town... We couldn't figure out how to get the goddamn bus out of the sinkhole, and it took like a 15 day. Fifteen hours. It took us fifteen <laughs> hours. Literally, I woke up to out. my friend texting me, "Yo, you got to go downtown today," and I was like, "I never have to go downtown. What's up?" And they were like, "Yo, street down from my work, the water in our town is so corrosive, it rotted out a pipe, and that's why a bus fell." Yeah, it's crazy. Love it. I'm sick all it's, the time for different reasons, and I was has to be the air and water, definitely yeah. a part of it. And there was a boil in effect, like one of those boil in effects where you boil your water and then you have to boil it before you use it. I had no idea my neighborhood was under one of those boil watches, and I was drinking unboiled water for a while, and it got really sick. And then somebody's like, "Hey, do you know not to use the water?" And I was like, "Uh, uh no." And so that was potentially one of the reasons that i got sick for a while there i mean yeah our water has literally always been more toxic than flint michigan's there's just comes out brown so like we care about it more mm-hmm. um and even at that even at that we who don't gives a fuck yeah really like who gives a fuck still so that's unfortunate but um so our our water comes out as water but turns out sometimes it comes out grayish. Like sometimes yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't it go clear. Yeah, yeah it's like it, it comes out smoky. It, look, sometimes it looks like you dropped like a little Alka Seltzer tab, and it's still really dissolving. It's um, it's weird because I don't know why my mom used to do it. I don't know if there's any particular reason. Uh, she just thought she would. A lot of the times, water would come out that way. Yeah. So she would just leave it in big Tupperware containers. Like, till it sets? Till it sits. And then she's like, now you could put it in the aquariums. You know, I've had a few Yinzers tell me things like that, Mm -hmm. and I think that's the same thing as the five-second rule. Like, you drop something on the ground, and it's fine for five seconds. Like, if you don't see the sediment in the water, you can't drink it. But that's not the case. No, and that's what my mom would do. So she would just get tap water, it looked all fucked up looking. Yeah. And she's just like, just leave it and then drink it later. And I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I bet <laughs> it's clean then. <laughs> okay. Sounds worse, but okay. Like. <laughs> yeah, but that was also like the same situation. Like uh, after her passing, we were uh, like, you know, fixing the house up. She would, um, the pipes all rusted out in the mm-hmm. kitchen. And to fix those rusty pipes, she would merely t- tie a rag on the hole and that's how that would be fixed so when we went to like look at the pipes they were all rag pipes (laughs) mom what were you been doing rag in the pipes about to have a seance and just spell out rag on a ouija board (laughs) mom it's you (laughs) i 
I'm here. I'm your son. <laughs> Just slowly switches to you're like, it's me, mom. It's like, no. Like, <laughs> well, that was our spooky thrift haul. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we return, we're going to hear a haunted thrift tale that I actually heard firsthand at the Goodwill Outlet bins, and I brought over a pen and paper to write this lady's story down. Some of it might be lost in translation. Some of it may not make sense, but when we come back, you're gonna hear the whole thing. Stay tuned. When famous polar explorer, Admiral Richard Byrd, flew reconnaissance missions over the North Pole. Admiral Richard Byrd was able to fly to the North Pole and back and recorded flying over lush green areas where none should have been. And then three years later, he flew over the South Pole. It's rumored that when Admiral Byrd's task force actually got to Antarctica, that one of the first things they discovered was an entrance into a hollow earth civilization that was populated by very, very advanced beings. Admiral Byrd made a lot of unusual statements, including talking about what he called a new kind of craft that could fly from pole to pole. Is it possible that entrances to another world can be found at the Earth's poles? And if so, did Admiral Byrd actually pass through one of them? According to some ancient astronaut theorists, such gateways do exist. But rather than lead to inner Earth, they may be portals to another dimension. But whether an other Earth exists, what would its discovery mean for the future of humanity? If we were to discover the other Earth, the place we have sought, the missing world, it would be profoundly humbling. Did ancient aliens really help to shape our history? Did they leave behind a secret code? One which reveals mankind's extraterrestrial origins. Back for the second act of the show, and in the interim... I had to, to wield off some very pathetic, very bad pop-ups that I've been receiving on my Mac computer here, and it's been an issue. They're really adult images, some naked bodies and b-hole pics popping up, and I have a Mac, so I'm like, I'm not going to get any type of virus, never have before, and I'm getting these pop-ups, have a pop-up blocker on, tried to get rid of them, but it, they always come up, and like, uh, it says like, Karen is typing, and then like, a b-hole pick, and sometimes there's four that pop up at once, so if you're watching something with your friends, and you're watching Goosebumps, right? And then B-hole picks pop up. It's not like a good thing to have popping up in print. I think you've seen Karen's pop-ups a few times now. I, I mean... They popped up during yeah. the first act, and you were like, I'm not going to even talk about no. it. No, I didn't want to be like, Ayo, there's the buttholes. But like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, butthole, while you're recording. Hey, buttholer. Blah, 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 but like, there be some butt... Karen's just... 
on it. the pop. Yeah, on <laughs> it. <laughs> Karen, no sleep, just be whole pics. Um, so sp- Karen said, "You up?" Speaking, <laughs> speaking about some spooky images, we're gonna hop onto the last segment of the year for haunted stuff. Ooh. We're going thrift tales. Thrift, thrift, thrift. Thrift, thrift, thrift tales. Haunted. Tales from the three. So for new listeners to the show, that's right, Prin. If you've never listened to the show before, uh, thrift tales are tales from the thrift. They're either our own stories, stories I find on Google.com, the website, or for instance, this week, a lady approached me at a Goodwill outlet and was like, I have a spooky story for you about an object. So I was like, hella cool. So I went and got a pen and paper, as I said in Act 1, and I wrote it down. And I'm pretty interested to hear your reaction to it, Prin, because I'm not sure if it's going to scare you or not scare you. I can't see it being an in-between on it, I think. Good thing you have the sage. So, ghosts. Let's open it up real quick. Okay. Ghosts. Yeah. Are you s- afraid of ghosts? Um, that's, like, very all or nothing, that kind of question. Right. Um, that's why you are, like, an all or nothing of, guy. Uh, I'm afraid of, so, I'm afraid of, like, malicious things. Yeah. But, like. No, like we have a few ghosts in my house right now, and I've been—I don't know—I've been living with them for years, and like mm. not these specific ghosts, but just like ghosts on and off, just like little beings, little spirits, little entities, little things mm-hmm. that like to you know poke me and sit on my bed and like do little things. But like, they're nothing bad, mm-hmm. um, and I've dealt with ghosts that like—I don't even want to say like ghosts makes—I don't know—but I've dealt with things that like have really messed me up. Or I've dealt with, like, attachments. Like, I've okay. dealt with, like, some pretty spooky stuff from, like, some very bad vibe kind of ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, gu- I guess if the ghost passed the vibe check, mm-hmm. we good. Okay. Okay. Well, um, this particular story is, I guess, about some form of attachment to an object, whether you believe it or not. So, I put it in my text edit file from my notepad. And it reads as such. So this story actually took place in late 2013 near Halloween. And this happened in the the northest part of West Virginia by the PA West Virginia border. And we're going to call this lady Bernice. So uh, Bernice heard rumors that a secondhand store about an hour south of where she usually shops was ceasing business operations and some of their stock was going to be relocated to the goodwill store she usually shops at so the store shutting down wasn't a goodwill store it was a secondhand store but that stuff was coming to her goodwill um sure enough she went to her store and it was packed full of new backslash old merchandise uh there was she said there were so many books that by the bookshelves in front of the bookshelves, well, the bookshelves were full, and also in front of the bookshelves were cardboard boxes filled with books. Um, she drifted past those, and she drifted to the back of the store and noticed 
a lot of new furniture that wasn't there before that she assumed was from the other place that shut down. The front room of Bernice's house was being remodeled by her family and her, and she wanted to find a nice new chair to sit in and have her morning coffee in. And what do you know? It She came across a brown leather lounge chair, um, possibly 60s vintage. Uh, the cushion on the chair was like perfectly square, and all of it was in great condition, and so she wanted to give it a sit. You want to give a chair a sit. Uh, she sat on the chair, and she said it almost had like a, like a scratchy paper sound when she sat on the chair. And a little bit like a smoke, but she just thought it was like dust or whatever. Um, but she said it was like pretty comfortable. So she went ahead and she purchased the chair and she brought it back to her front room of her house where she was remodeling and put it in the corner of a room. So first and foremost, Prin, you see a nice chair. You're looking for a chair. You see a nice chair. You sit in it. It's comfortable, but it smells a little bit of smoke. Um, something's going on, like scratchy paper noises around it. Um, heads or tails? Thumbs up or thumbs down? What do you think about that chair so far? Someone who, who recently thrifted for my whole home. Uh, that's a thumbs down for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like... So you'd already be out, even if it was comfortable and it fit exactly where you wanted it in the house. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I turned quite a few quite a few couches, chairs down just because I was like, I don't know, these are weird. I also have pets, though, so I have to be really sensitive to smells. Anything that's that smells true. like kind of funky, I'm like, my cat's going to pee on this. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Or at least, like, be around, like, even lick on it. Yeah. Does, yeah, that's true. Man, I didn't know about Bernice if she had pets or not. That's a great that's point. Not, it's not the yeah. identifier for her. Yeah. So as they, uh, so uh, Bernice's sister came over, and as they begun to paint Bernice's, uh, uh, well, Bernice's front room, her and her sister were painting it, and her sister said that she felt an eerie feeling in the room as they were painting as if somebody was watching them. So Bernice was like, well, we'll close the blinds because it was already uh, it was already getting darker. And as you know, if the blinds are up and it's getting darker out and there's a light on in your house, people could see right in. So Bernice was just like, got it. Maybe it's just that. Um, so she's like, okay. So they painted uh, one half of the room. And then the other half of the room was the room was the piece of the room where she put the chair in she just bought. So um, that part of the room, they moved the furniture over to the other side of the room that had been painted so they wouldn't get any paint on it or anything like that. Um, before they began painting that side, they were like, let's get some sheets and throw them over what's in here just in case it just gets on it or whatever. And so they throw sheets on it. And both Bernice and her sister are on like baby ladders and they're painting. And Bernice's sister was like, oh, my God. And Bernice was like, what? And she's like, look at the chair. They turn around. They see the chair that they threw the sheet over, 
and it looks like a person is sitting under the sheet in the chair. Wacky. So they were both up on ladders looking at this chair, and they're like, uh, basically. So that was the first part of the story. Now, you're painting, and you see that across the room. What's, what's your vibe? What's your feeling? Uh, not a good vibe. Mm, okay. At that point. Um, so. Because that, that, like, that's some intent, mm-hmm. you know? And so the only thing that they thought to do was obviously go over to the chair. Because, like, what what else is there to do besides, I'm a, like, fix it? No, I'm going to let it chill. Because it'll, whatever it is will move. Maybe. Maybe. Could be. If it doesn't. Yeah. I guess we're sharing a chair. So Bernice was like, okay, I'm on board with you, sis. There's, it it's, looks like a man sitting in a chair is what they said, a man. And as she got down off the ladder, she took, a, she crept to the, the chair a little more. This chair covered in a sheet with a man under it. And she said that she could see the articulation of fingers on the armrests of the chair. So she's like, okay, this is definitely what I'm looking at. There's no possible way what the fuck would be under this. So um, she had paint on her hands. So she quickly, like, washed her hands. And she's like, I'm just going to take the fucking sheet off. There's nothing else to do. So she walks over to the chair. And in one swift motion, she reaches out for the sheet. And she could said she could feel the warmth from the chair. So she quickly grabbed the sheet and pulled it off. And to everyone's surprise, there was nothing there. But she's like, yo, I wasn't seeing things. There was a man under the sheet. I saw his the articulation in his fingers. I felt the warmth of someone there. And when she pulled off the sheet, she was scared as shit, so she pulled it off fast. Well, the cushion um, partly, like, came off the chair. Because you know how, like, chair cushions, if you, like, move the chair, it yeah. jars the cushion. Well, there was newspaper under the cushion. And she was like, oh, that was probably when I sat down. Like, it was like, it was like a scra- that scratchy sound. So she takes the, the cushion off. And wouldn't you know it, that the newspaper is about uh there's like sports sports on the front page she opens it up it's just like local news and it's from maryland it's from maryland and it has a story about a house that burnt down and she's like ew (laughs) and so she's like is that what the smoke smelled like is that why this smells like smoke because it was in a fire yeah but then she was like well how did the chair survive the fire if it smells like smoke and the picture of the house was completely burnt down she keeps reading a man died in the fire you're reading that print what happens what happens when you read that i'm gonna call my friend over um they're better, like, I don't, I'm not, like, a witch. Mm-hmm. 
but I have friends who practice. Sure. So I'm going to call them over and do like a pendulum reading. Big time? Yeah. Like immediately. Yeah, sure. I do not fuck with Ouija boards. 300% do not, cannot fuck with Ouija boards. Mm. And that like there's shit behind that. Don't know if you want to go into it. Do not fuck with Ouija boards. Oh, we could go into it. But, why Why wouldn't you fuck with a Ouija board, Prin? Um, I don't know if I ever told you about my friend's mom who disappeared who was probably murdered. Whoa, no. Okay, there's that that happened. The year of that, Yeah. Uh, me and my friend in her house did a Ouija board, and the Ouija board kept saying her mom's name again and again and again and again, and we were like, do you want to hurt her? Like, what's up? What are yeah. you doing? What? Blah, blah, blah. So Ouija boards are off the table. Yeah, I was recently at a Halloween party where they had a Ouija board out, and I actually started to tear up, and I left the house for a second. Because of friend's mom? Um... Cause it's like it's like not a joke to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like now that you've introduced Ouija boards again, and like I'm thinking about it, like I'm kind of upset. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't introduce Ouija. We were talking about Ouija we boards, were, and I asked a question. Yeah. Fair. Okay. Well, hey. But like when I'm like, oh, off the table, like that doesn't bring up feelings for me. Mm-hmm. But when you're like, tell me about Ouija. tell me about it. Tell, tell me about like, Ouija. When you, when you play Ouija therapist, <laughs> my brain starts to be like. That but, was my like gagging sound. That was, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> good to know. <laughs> but uh, so the so with this chair, um, when uh, Bernice found out with the the paper inside the chair that this possibly was uh, in a fire and a man died, like oh that could be the man in the chair that was who was under the sheet. So what she did is she put it outside immediately and put a like a free sign on it and she went to bed and the next morning the chair was gone so she had passed on a passed on man's chair to haunt possibly another house i would have left a note at least would you would have been like hey what up a uh, ghost chair burned chair something i would have literally like put the article on it and been like <laughs> but well that's a good point because yeah. she found the article in the chair right so like she has she could leave it on it i don't know in which like in and in, in when she found this but i yeah. think that like if google was around 2013 oh for sure yeah. google was around yeah. so like she could have left the article there and then been like like a little note like hey you can take this chair but i uh, you know you, i would google it mm-hmm. spooky things don't be painting yeah. Don't be painting. Don't put a Not sheet over it. Don't be painting, but like. <laughs> yeah, it's There's just hard to there. cleanse cloth, honestly. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a lot. So that was the the uh, haunted thrift tale for today. And that will close out the haunted episodes for the year. So Rip. next week, next week, new second act, new segment. Still planning the details, but it'll be a brand new segment. Second Fancy. Act. Yeah. Brand oh. new. Brand new. So, uh, Prin, you could check out Prin at Grown Up Bones on Instagram. Pay Prin like twenty bucks, and you'll get a full. It's not. It's fifteen dollars to read your I'd your say sun, 20. moon, and rising. I'd say twenty. Um, and to break down uh, your your Mars and your Venus and the elemental parts of your sign. True or false? You did a chart for Josh Last Call Larkin. I did do a chart for J- Josh yeah. Last Call Larkin. He was one. 
of the first people who ever supported my business, and it means a lot to me. Oh, he's great. It does, yeah, because I sent it to the a little group chat, and yeah. I said, hey, don't know if you guys would know anybody who's interested in this, but this is what I'm doing. Sure. And he said, buddy, I got your back. Mm-hmm. And I, aren't you cutting his hair tomorrow? I am. He is just he's yeah. just a great <laughs> a great man for support. Um, yeah. a great pal. We yeah. we stand a good cishet. Mm-hmm. And, and Josh is him. one of those. We need him. <laughs> we need God. I need Josh in my life so I don't forget that cishets can be okay. And another person we need in our lives is Steve Bears from Bluffs. Bluffs.bandcamp.com, the theme to our show for many reasons. Thank you for your spooky theme. Alternate reality will return next month. Bluffs.bandcamp.com. Also, CWPress.com, Commonwealth Pressed. Soft, softest shirts in America. I say that. They don't. Commonwealth Press, if you use promo code Thrifty or Thrifty Podcast, you get 12 free shirts in an order of 50. Which we did at Black Cat Market. Did you? Really? That's why I asked you about your Thrifty code. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. You did ask me about that code. I did. The, okay, so Black Cat Market officially supports Thrifty Podcast? Is that what you're telling me? What do you me? mean officially? We featured your art like seven times. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Um, but thanks for everybody listening through Spooky Month. And, yeah, coming up, we have uh, uh, some new things. We're going to do another Christmas episode this year, too. Yeehaw. Yeah. And everybody who's currently in the apartment right now will be invited to that. <laughs> Adorable. <laughs> and for everybody else, get roached. Hey, who said you could come in? Somewhere else